0: Good morning, this is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 7th of April. The US Federal Reserve minutes indicated a scaling back of the Fed's balance sheet of up to $95 billion per month. That will be phased in over time. The Fed is already organically tightening quantitative policy, in that the Fed's balance sheet is naturally shrinking relative to the size of the economy. It intends to passively tighten quantitative policy by not reinvesting proceeds when assets mature. It has also, rather daringly, indicated the possibility of actively reducing its balance sheet by selling bonds outright before they mature, albeit only for mortgage-backed securities and only at some unspecified point in the future. The Fed has, a little late, realise that liquidity demand has shrunk and is reducing liquidity supply in order to stabilise the spending power of the dollar. Crypto fanatics might like to marvel at the fact that in the real world, currency supply can go down, as well as up. On monetary policy, there are two points worth noting. First, the Fed clearly recognises the tension between price inflation and growth deflation. Growth deflation got quite a lot of airtime in the minutes. Second, the Federal Reserve's rush to raise rates does leave open the possibility of 50 basis point increases. That does raise recession risks, which doesn't mean a recession probability of over 50%. However, if a central bank is tightening rates more aggressively at a time of structural change, increased cyclical uncertainty, weakening consumer spending power, slowing consumer demand, and with only poor quality data to guide it, The faster the pace of policy tightening, the greater the risk of recession. We now get an opportunity to compare and contrast with the minutes of the last ECB meeting due to be released today. Again, the issue is the balance between price inflation and growth deflation, and what a central bank can do about it. The ECB have generally been more concerned about the growth deflation story. Although the cost of living is politicised in Europe, as is evidence in France at the moment, for example, but it is politicised in a different way to the United States. In the United States, politicising the cost of living is about blaming the President for personally pushing up prices. In Europe, there is more acceptance that politicians are not personally responsible for increasing prices, and the debate is about whether politicians have implemented sufficient measures to offset the effects of the increase in the cost of living. There's not much on the data calendar today. The weekly initial jobless claims data is not likely to change perceptions of the economy. The US labour market is worth looking at very closely over the coming months. Will firms stop hiring as demand continues to slow? And will participation rates rise as those who took early retirement realise their cost of living assumptions were wrong? And younger people find that the security of conventional jobs may offer benefits that being a social media influencer does not. Otherwise, there are assorted central bank speakers, rendered somewhat redundant by the release of the meeting minutes, but we do hear from the Bank of England's pill, and we've not had Bank of England minutes released this week. That's all for today. Have a good day.